Welcome to The Author Show, where we feature new authors and books, from fiction to self-help and everything in between. You'll find it all at theauthorshow.com. That's theauthorshow.com. And now let the show begin. Hi, this is Linda Thompson, and I'm your host for The Author Show. Before I introduce our guest, just a quick reminder that selected interviews are available in our iPhone app, which can be downloaded in the App Store, as well as on TV on the Roku channel and Amazon Fire TV. Our app name on all platforms is The Author's Show. First-time young adult author Simon DeWolf's book, Siegfried and the Vikings, features a young Siegfried and his rather unusual adventures. Joining us from Sussex, UK, Simon is here to tell us more. Simon, welcome to The Author's Show. Hello, Linda, and I'm delighted to be on your show. Simon, will you please give us a quick overview of Siegfried and the Vikings? Yes, as you said, Linda, it's about a boy, 13-year-old boy called Siegfried. He lives an ordinary existence in a Celtic village in southern England. When one day, a group of Vikings appear, and Siegfried realizes that his future lies with these men who he is fascinated by. So he stows away on board when they leave, without telling his parents or anyone else, and, and then suddenly... Out into the ocean, he is discovered, and then, of course, the Vikings have to decide what to do with him. Their rune master, their magician, if you like, holy man, shaman, wants to cut him up and make a sacrifice, uh, and the other Vikings aren't quite clear what to do with him. So, we do not know what happens to Siegfried unless you read the book, but will he survive? Yes, I hope he will, and go on many adventures with these Vikings. <laughs> That sounds really interesting, so please tell me, what served as the inspiration for this story of Siegfried and the Vikings? Well, it's interesting. My son, when he was nine, uh, we used to go on long car journeys to visit my grandparents, or his grandparents, my parents, and it was about a 45-minute car journey, and he'd say, Dad, Dad, he said, would you tell me a story? And I said, yes, what? He said, well, Vikings, dragons, and about a boy called Siegfried. So I scratched my head and said, well, give me five minutes and I'll see what I can come up with. And so I came up with these these ideas and this, these, these stories. And every car journey, I had to tell a slightly different story. And uh, my wife suggested to me that I should write these up into a book, which I have done now many years later. <laughs> well, how many years did it take you to finally get the book from the car journeys? Ten years. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Well, were you thinking of any particular type or age of reader while writing your book? Yes. My son at the time was nine, and I thought nine to 14, 16-year-olds would enjoy this book, and I understand it falls into the young adult uh, classification. I think older boys would enjoy it, and I think uh, younger children would enjoy having it read to them, and I think adults would enjoy reading it too. But the core audience, I guess, is nine to 16-year-olds. Well, you mentioned 9- to 16-year-old boys. Do you think girls will enjoy it as well? I think, yes. I think, let's not be sexist here. Yeah, I think girls would enjoy it. There's a princess in the story, you know, adventure, there's, there's handsome men. So, yes, I think they would. If you were writing an article about your book, what would your headline be? My headline would be, The Long Ship Sets Sail, But There's a Young Stowaway On Board. Siegfried and the Vikings is storytelling of its most gripping sure to captivate children of all ages. Well, tell me, is Siegfried and the Vikings similar to anything else we might find on the bookshelf? I have not searched widely, but 
I don't believe so. Your book cover is amazing, Simon. Who is the designer behind this striking cover? Well, this was a young lady called Nicola, who the publisher put in, put in the direction, and uh, we commissioned her to produce it, which she did. Will Siegfried return to us in a sequel or maybe even a series? Yes, he will. I've already started to write the next book, and uh, he will return. Well, since you started to write the next book, will you give us a quick teaser? They leave the southern shores of England as winter is coming on, so they are going to head south back to France, where they've been, or Gaul as it was known then. They will winter there, and then they will receive a request from a local chief whose lands are being marauded by a particularly evil set of demons, and they will set out to discover who those demons are, what they are doing, and what they need to do about them. Well, since Siegfried and the Vikings is your first book, do you think there is another author who may have influenced your style of writing? I like writing books that are set in history. So in the past 20 years, I like historical fiction. Bernard Cornwell, Conigledon, those have been uh, books that I enjoy reading. And they're not fantasy, they're historical fiction. If I've had an influence, it would be those kind of authors. So would you say that Siegfried and the Vikings is in the science fiction, action adventure, mystery, or perhaps even a bit historical or perhaps another genre? I think it's historical based fantasy fiction. It's not science fiction, it's looking into the future. It's definitely looking back. The historical setting is accurate. You know, the Celtic tribes existed, the way they lived their lives is reasonably accurate. Okay, I've put the Vikings there ahead of the time they actually arrived in the United Kingdom. But whether dragons existed or not back in the days, we don't know. But that's obviously a fantasy element. Well, Simon, your bio says you've always been a storyteller. Have you also always wanted to be a published author? Yes. Yes, I've always wanted to write. I've got several books in my head. Uh, it wasn't possible to write any of them when I was working full time, bringing up a young family. Now that uh, the kids have grown up and I'm not working full time, I intend to sit down and uh, write more. When you started to write about Siegfried, were you more character or plot driven? Well, I'd like to think I was both. I've got to have a good plot, but, but also a book has to have characters. And I try to develop both together. So you know, I'm, I'm clear on what the plot is, but also I'm clear that there are maybe two or three prime characters in the, in the story. And the, the other individuals that fill up around the edges also have some element of character to them. So it's not too, I'm trying to make it, you know, three-dimensional, not two-dimensional. What would you say has been the most rewarding experience for you since publishing your first book? I think the most rewarding experience is two or three people who I know who have read it have telephoned me saying how much they enjoyed it and they had no idea I could write as well as that. <laughs> that made me feel very good because <laughs> so, I had no idea whether it was well-written or not. My, my publisher seemed to think it was well, well written, but you know, until, until a peer of yours rings you up and says, actually, Simon, I didn't know you had this in you. It's actually quite well written. And you think, oh, well, thank you very much. Well, congratulations on those comments. So um, is there a moral of the story in Siegfried and the Vikings that you would like your readers to remember? I think the moral of the story is that you follow your dreams. Um, you set out on a path in life that you believe is right. You try and set out on that path knowing the difference between right and wrong. And if you pursue the direction you're succeeding, that you're following, hopefully you will succeed. 
How do you arrive at the names of your characters? Well, Siegfried was, was suggested by my son, and he also suggested Otto as the, the, main, the main man, the, main, the leader of the Vikings. The rest, I had to do some searching. You know, what were typical Viking names at the time? What were typical Celtic names at the time? And then I drew up a list, and I selected names from that that I thought would fit. For example, Arnie is a big, heavy, broad-shouldered, solid, very strong man. And I'm thinking, you know, I don't think I'd want to call him Cedric, but Arnie kind of fits the picture of someone big and strong and powerful. So you know, I try to fit the names to the characters. Well, based on that, do you model your characters after real people, or are they just pure fantasy? They're pure fantasy. They come into my head and draw them out of my head. Now, whether that's been influenced by things I've been reading and absorbing over the last n number of years, I don't know. But no, they, they're not modeled on any particular individual. Simon, will you please read a short excerpt from Siegfried and the Vikings for our listeners? Yes, I will. The creature began to swim towards the edge of the pond. It placed its front feet on the bank and pulled itself ashore. It was big, some 20 feet of thick, coiled, yellowish skin, with four webbed feet, beady red eyes, and small wings on its back. It began to move slowly towards the Lady Novena. Novena had seen the monster from the moment it had poked its head above the water, but remained where she was. However, as the monster inched nearer towards her, she was beginning to think Siegfried had fallen asleep. What was the boy doing up in the tree? And why wasn't he making the signal with his horn? Siegfried, with his overhead view, could see exactly where the monster was, and it needed to be a few feet further forward, in the middle of their killing ground. When Novena was on the point of screaming the warning herself, Siegfried put the horn to his foot and gave a happy laugh. What followed next was complete mayhem. The earth around the dragon erupted at four points as four Vikings miraculously appeared, brandishing swords and yelling at the tops of their voices. The dragon was taken completely by surprise. He looked left and then right before deciding it was time to secure his prey and drag it back down into his watery lair. When he looked ahead, the lady in white had vanished to be replaced by a blonde giant in shimmering silver. The creature became angry, more so as one of the men had darted in and inflicted a deep dash on one of its legs. The other three men were attempting to do the same, slashing and stabbing their swords into the monster's flesh. The dragon reared up, looked to its right, and spat a stream of purple venom straight at Eric, who screamed and fell to the ground. He began to swish his tail in a vicious side-to-side motion, and one swipe caught leaf, who dropped to the ground like a fell tree. My gosh, Salmon, that just had me on the edge of my seat, and uh, I never thought dragons could be that interesting. So I want to know where we can learn more about you, and where can we purchase Siegfried and the Vikings? Well, I have a website. It's the author's name, simondewolf.com, and that's D-E-W-U-L-F, simondewolf.com. And there are links on my website to major online retailers where one can purchase the book. And there's information about you as well? Yes, there's information about me uh, on the site as well. And then when you release other books, they'll be on that site too? They'll be on that site too. We've been talking with Simon DeWolf, author of Siegfried and the Vikings. Simon, I've enjoyed learning more about Siegfried and his adventure, and I'm sure our listeners have as well. Thank you for spending time with us today, and I do hope that you'll want to come back and chat with us again when you publish your next book. Well, thank you very much, Linda. It's been an interesting experience, and I look forward to speaking with you again. 
Siegfried and the Vikings is a story about a, how a boy with natural abilities and a nose for treachery saves the Vikings and finds favor and acceptance with Odo, the dragon slayer, and his mighty warriors. If you have a young adult reader in your life, please go to simondewolf.com and order your copy today. And when you finish, don't forget to leave a review. And please share this interview with your friends so that they too may become acquainted with our author. And remember, the author show may be accessed at any time at theauthorshow.com. Plus, selected interviews can also be found on major platforms such as Amazon Fire TV, the Roku Channel, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Google Play, and many more. Whether you're an author who would like to be featured or a reader in search of new books, theauthorshow.com is a really great place to start. Thanks for listening to The Author Show. Find out more about authors and their work at theauthorsshow.com. Theauthorsshow.com. Tune in next time to another great author on The Author Show.